Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola, your humble host. This is episode 24. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you do so, please like, subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this with others. It really does help me out. This week, we're going to talk about four tips or tricks for your master bus processing. Four tips that you can apply to your master bus to help you turn out a better mix. That's what we're going to talk about this week. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice uh, cold drink, and we'll talk about those four tips and or tricks. And once again, I appreciate you listening. So now let's get ready for this week's episode right here on the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to episode 24. I do appreciate you coming back for yet another podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to our Home Recording Made Easy dot com family i appreciate you being here and checking this out for the first time um so make sure you stick around to the end of the podcast because i'm going to give you a couple of things for free to help you with your training so before we get started talking about the four tips or tricks for your master bus i want some help if you guys would be so kind um for future show ideas future podcast topics i want to hear from you what I what things do you want me to discuss? What things do you want me to cover? It can be anything about recording, about mixing, about the business of running a studio business, or how would you go about doing that? You can go back, you can go to the website, homerecordingmadeeasy.com, hit the contact link, send me an email, let me know what your thoughts are about what show topic ideas that you have that really does help me craft and produce this podcast in the most effective way to help you the most. Okay, so if you could do that, that would be great. So thank you so much. So let's talk about the four tips for the master bus. Let's talk about some things that you can do on your master bus to kind of give your mix a little bit more of a professional feel, maybe a little bit more of a unique feel, a little bit more special of a mix. And here's a couple of things, four things that you may not have thought of or never tried before. Now, these are not things I do on every single mix, but these are things I use from time to time. So the first one is automate your master bus EQ. So first you want to find a section of the song that maybe you want to stand out and maybe you want to add a little EQ, a little EQ shift to bring out some different frequencies in different sections of the song. For example, maybe you want to have your choruses maybe sound a little bit brighter, maybe a little bit more air on the choruses or something like that. Maybe in a bridge section or a breakdown section where it gets a little bit more subdued, maybe you want the lead vocal EQ to shift a little bit or a whole mix. You want it to sound just a little different in a subtle way. Well, you can put an EQ on your master bus as the very last plugin and you can automate it, right? So you can, you can make that EQ shift and then you can automate the plugin to turn on and off during those different sections of the song. Okay. Now you can do this on individual tracks as well, but on the master bus, if you want the whole mix to sound a little different, that's one example. Maybe you can, you know, make things uh, shift a little bit from an EQ perspective, or maybe from a saturation standpoint, or even from a compression standpoint, even from a stereo width standpoint, if you use things like stereo wideners and things like that, maybe you want the chorus to sound wider than the verses. Well, you can automate that. If you have EQs or stereo wideners that have mid-side capabilities, maybe you can automate the sides of your mixes to be a little bit louder, for example, or a little bit different sounding than the center of your mix, the mid side. You could try that. 
That's a good way to get some interesting things to happen in different sections of the song. And it's something you could do with one EQ on a master bus. So definitely think about that and try that. Again, I don't do it on every mix, but on certain mixes, I will do that, especially with my stereo widening um, plugin that I use. Um, I will automate the mid side a little bit. So during the choruses, the, the, the sides get a little bit louder, get a little bit bigger sounding. And during the verses, it's a little bit more narrow sounding. Just gives the mix and some dynamics and things for moving to breathe. So that's tip number one. Try automating using a master bus EQ. That's the first thing I would do. Uh, second uh, tip is to blend your clean and parallel compression buses. So you would want to create two buses for your master fader. The first with no processing and the second with some compression, EQ, saturation, etc., and then blend the two together. This can add some mojo to the mix. So we, in every DAW, you're going to have all your tracks going to hopefully a busing system if you've set that up and then out to a master fader. Well, in most DAWs, you can create a second master fader. And you can, on that second master fader, maybe you have some parallel compression or some additional heavy saturation. And you can have your individual tracks or your busing system, if you go from the tracks to the buses, you can have them go out to independent master faders. And maybe the first one has some heavily processed stuff and the second one is much more less processing and then you blend the two together now this is the same kind of thing that i teach when i do parallel compression and if you want to check that out you can check out the course the power of parallel compression at home recording made easy.com and again stick around to the end of the episodes i'm going to give you a coupon code to get that at a discounted rate but that's the same kind of concept where we have uh, specific tracks. Let's just say, for example, for this example, our drum bus, we have all our drums going down to our drum bus. And then we have a parallel, a separate aux channel or a separate bus, a second bus where we over compress the drums with parallel compression. And we blend the regular drum bus and the parallel bus together. It's that same kind of concept, but you can do that with a master bus. You can have your entire mix running out two separate master buses, one with a lot of processing one with very little to no processing and blend them together maybe on that parallel bus maybe you have some heavy compression and some eq again this is on the entire mix not just on individual instruments and then blend them together this is a way that you can add some mojo some size some thickness and some interesting sonic uh, characteristic to your mix so consider blending your clean and your parallel buses with using two master faders it's a, it's a cool trick. And you may not find you need to do it on every mix, but you might find it on every mix that really helps. And again, very small doses. So anything that you're going to over-process, over-saturate, over-compress, you want those to be kind of blended in with the other tracks in a very subtle way so it doesn't overtake the track, right? It's just a way to throw a little bit of extra spice in the soup. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, use a compressor with a high-pass filter on your master bus. To keep the bass frequencies from over-compressing the track, you want to use a mix bus compressor that has the ability to have a high-pass filter or a low-cut filter. So a lot of times on the master bus, I might set the high-pass filter to, say, 60 hertz or 70 hertz. So that means the fundamental of the kick drum and some of the low end of the bass guitar is not going to trigger the compressor. So I'm going to get less compression than only anything above 70 hertz in this example um, is going to trigger the compressor. This will give you a way to keep your to keep the compressor. You're not setting up the compressor to overcompress just based on the low frequencies. If that makes any sense. Again, every mix will be a little bit differently, 
every, a little different, but that's something that I use more times than not. I don't do it on every single song. It depends on the recorded material, how things are sounding. And on my master bus, I'm typically only compressing a couple of dB at probably a two to a three to one ratio because we have so much other compression throughout the mix. And we talked about that in previous podcasts about the different stages of compression that by the time all your music tracks and whatnot get down to the master bus, those tracks have been compressed probably five or six different times throughout the mix. Go back and listen to some prior episodes and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm not compressing very heavily, but by using a high pass filter, on the master bus compressor, you're going to keep the low frequencies, the more, the things that are going to trigger the compressor first, more tamed. Now you're just going to have the mids and the upper frequencies really driving the compressor. And that'll keep, that'll keep your mix from sounding too muddy, too muddy, too flat. Okay. And then tip number four is you can automate the output of the last plugin. You can raise the volume of it by a dB or two, maybe let's say on the last course. So let's say your last plugin in your chain is your tape machine and your tape machine has an output. Well, what if on the what if on that tape machine on the output you automated that output that during the verses, let's say the whole song is playing it around, I don't know, say negative six dB, because that's typically where you're gonna finalize your mix before you go to mastering. But during the choruses, it bumps up to like a negative five or negative four dB. Okay, so you can automate the last plugin to raise and lower the volume, right? You could do that on the master fader itself, but you can also do it on the plugin. You could pump out the plugin, or during, you can also, let, let's say on the tape machine, for example, maybe during the verses, you're hitting the tape a little less hard. You wanna, you wanna automate the input side as well as the output. And then you wanna hit the input a little bit heavier during the course, of course, give you a little bit more saturation. Okay, the, those kinds of things are just two examples of how you can automate that last plugin to kind of change things during different sections of the song, particularly the last chorus. Usually by the time you get to the last chorus, you want that to be the big chorus, right? You want that to be the one that jumps out of the speakers the most. You want them to end the song with the most amount of stuff being thrown at them. Okay, that's a typical production songwriting technique, right? The verse is a little bit more subtle. Maybe the first chorus has a little bit added element to make it stand out from the verse. By the time you get to the second chorus, maybe there's another, another element. And by the time you get to the last chorus, now we have the whole kit and caboodle there. And not only have we maybe automated things and pan things and added extra reverbs and delays or whatever we're doing, but we're also raising the volume up a little bit to make it stand out from the rest of the song, to leave the song ending on a high for the listener. And one way to do that is to automate the output of the last plugin on the master bus in order to do that quick and easily. Okay, so that's four things that you can try on your master bus to give you a little bit more of a standout as far as the mix is concerned. Again, in summary, automate the master bus EQ for different sections of the song just by turning it on and off. Blending your clean and your parallel buses together. And again, you could check out the power of parallel compression for more information on how exactly you would go about doing that. Tip number three, use a compressor with a high pass filter so the low end isn't driving the compressor as much. And then last, number four, automate the output of the last plugin, even if it's just for volume, just to change the volume from different sections to the song or, for example, on the last chorus. So those are my four tips that you can try on your master bus. So again, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And as I said at the beginning, 
especially to all you newbies that are here for the first time, I want to give you a couple of free gifts. So the first thing I want you to do is go out to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and right on the homepage, I want to give you a free mixing course. So you can check out my mixing teaching style, how you can maybe relate. Can we click together as teacher and student? Do you like my style of teaching? I want you to try it out for free. So I want to give you a free mixing course right on the homepage, no strings attached, no credit card needed. Get your name and create an account on Home Recording Made Easy and get your free course. Now, while you're there, if you're shopping around and you go to the training courses page on the website and you find some other training that you might be interested in, because I got a ton of training courses on EQ compression, parallel compression, recording, mixing, and mastering, and you find one course that interests you, I want to give you a one-time, first-time shopper coupon code. I want to give you a 30% discount coupon code. That coupon code is podcast 30 It'll all be in the show notes below, by the way. All the links and everything I'm talking about will be in the notes below and the show notes of this podcast. But Podcast 30, you put that in a checkout, takes 30% off any course on the website. And we're talking about mixing a lot here. And if you really want to learn the craft of mixing, you want to jumpstart to really help you improve your mixing skills in the quickest way possible. The training courses are great at home recording made easy, but what's even a better way, a more effective way, a quicker way, and where you're going to get more personal access to me personally to help you along the way in learning the craft of mixing, check out what I have going on at mixingmadeeasy.net. All the links are in the description box or in the show notes below, mixingmadeeasy.net. I think you'll really enjoy that, especially if you're into mixing. So until next week's podcast episode, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com and mixingmadeeasy.net. I so much appreciate you listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with others, leave a five-star review if you'd be so kind. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, make sure you send me your podcast show ideas. Just send me an email at info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. I will be sure to add it to the list and to make sure I cover it on a future episode. So until next week, have a great, safe, and healthy week, and I will see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.